0: The Angel Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for Daybreak. day-break. Good, Good morning. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, February the 8th year of our Lord 2023, and you are live, Daybreak Live, with the wow. Nesbits
1: we're gonna sing a worship song while you guys find this called
0: what is this all, the heavens. No
1: all the heavens you've probably never heard it as your children gather in peace all the angels You got anything you want to say? Oh, little Charles, you got anything you want to say? That sounds great. You went back there in the back. I know, I was over here in the... you So we did this morning a little different. I'm sure you noticed that. Oh, let me stand up and slide. Reason is my son says it's easier to set it up for the podcast if we would do that that way. And we're going to try it just a few days, see how it goes. Praise the Lord, thank you for being here. We are in the book of Titus, little bitty book, three chapters, three chapters, little bitty book. It is a pastoral epistle, we call them. Uh, but man, this little bitty book is packed. I mean, it is packed. And so yesterday we were able to get up to uh, verse nine, where he had said, you know, Teach you're teaching elders that they may be able to, with sound doctrine, with sound teaching, both to exhort and to convict those who contradict. So, the reason he's putting elders in place in each city is so they can straighten things out because there is a mess in the churches, churches are in a mess, okay. So, when we think of churches being in a mess these days, it, it, they've all, it's easy for churches to get in a mess. In verse 10, we're gonna, we're gonna start finding out now why they're in such a mess. We're starting with verse 10 today. So we're in Titus chapter one, verse 10. Let me get over here on the chat. Let's see if anybody's out there. Good morning, Dawn, Tammy, Tina, Peggy, Diane, hallelujah, Cindy, there's Cindy. Laura, Larry, Neal, good, good, good. Glad you guys are here this morning. Now, it says in verse 10, For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. Now, as we shared yesterday, the word insubordinate, whoa, leave the site, cancel. My computer about messed up there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so he says there are many insubordinate. Insubordinate means rule breakers, law breakers, people that will not submit. They will not be submissive to God's authority. Okay, they will not receive sound doctrine. They will not uh, come under discipline. And he says, look, there, there's people there, many that are insubordinate, and they're idle talkers. They're running their mouths, and they're unruly, and deceivers. Now, deceivers means, what Paul says is they're deceiving the church. They're leading the Christians in the wrong direction. And then he says this, especially those of the circumcision. What is he talking about? One of the earliest problems that were that was really battled against was uh, what what they called Judaizers, those of the circumcision. Now to try to be understanding, let's try to be understanding, the people of God in every, every, there were Jews in every city and as we shared with you, there were people from Crete that were there on the day of Pentecost. And they heard the gospel, and they go back. But here's the problem. Now, the apostle Paul was also a Jew, but he wasn't just any old Jew. He was what you would think of as a scholar Jew. I mean, he, was, uh, he grew up at the feet of Gamaliel. He was very bright. He was very smart. You know, there's not many that's called that are really, really smart like Paul. But Paul was called. Okay. But at first, he persecuted. Did that sound funny? At first. <laughs> the word does say that. At first, he persecuted the church of God because of what was happening and these silly fishermen that were teaching Jews about Jesus that Paul did not believe in. But then on the road to Damascus, you know the story, but on the road to Damascus, Paul meets Jesus. He's struck down, and he's blinded for a few days, and then he goes into Arabia for three years, and he spends time with Jesus, and Jesus straightens Paul out, and, and Paul, Saul, excuse me, at that time it was Saul, then he begins to go by his Roman name, Paul, and he becomes an apostle to the Gentiles, and so he's spreading the gospel in all these pagan cultures, Well, it was understood, it was easily understood when a pagan who worshiped Zeus or worshiped any of these gods who are not gods, when they become Christians, it was easy for them to understand, you got to put away all that. All that needs to go away now. Now you serve God, the one true God, his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sins, was buried, rose again on the third day. That's the one we serve now. So it was kind of easier for the pagans, though, to just leave everything. But for the Jews, when the Jews came to faith, it was really hard for them, especially in the early days, they would try to tack on to, well, okay, you believe in Jesus, you pagans believe in Jesus. But now Jesus was a Jew, so since Jesus was a Jew, now you believe on him, you've got to start keeping all the customs of the Jews. You got to get circumcised and keep all of the Torah. And it began to be laid upon them in such a way that, as I've shared on Daybreak many times, uh, that uh, uh, the first council of the church was called over this verse, this very issue. And if you want to read it, go to acts chapter 15 and read that entire thing of what happened and what was declared by the apostles and we're talking about not only Paul and Barnabas because Paul Paul and Barnabas was already saying to the people you're wrong don't be teaching people they've got to be circumcised now don't don't be that's that's not part of the new covenant jesus has come he's the focus he's what we exalt you know, he is. You know, I i don't know if it was on Daybreaker in a sermon recently. I was in the Old Testament where I was showing God said that he will give him for a covenant. Jesus, Yeshua, is the covenant. And so everything's about him now. We listen to him. And now with that being said, Jews are saved. But now Gentiles can come in too. But... Uh, the early church problem was, uh, well, can the Gentiles be saved? Well, yes, they can be saved. But then there were some saying, no, now you've got to do this and this and this, and they would lay all these burdens upon the people. And so the early church came together to make a decision on that. And Paul and Barnabas had already said because they were in Antioch, and they were they were battling this in Antioch, okay. And so the church sends Paul and Barnabas with some others up to Jerusalem. They're like, okay, go talk to Peter and James and John. Go go talk to the brothers about this, the apostles about this. And so they had the council. And this is the famous place where the apostle Peter says, guys, out of among us, God chose by my own mouth that the Gentiles would hear and believe. And God bore them witness okay, as I'm preaching to them, the Holy Spirit falls on them, Gentiles, uncircumcised, not kosher eating, Gentiles received, and that might sound funny, guys, but this is the truth. This was a big deal. They received the Holy Ghost just like we Jews did on the day of Pentecost, and the Apostle Peter says that's a proof from God that God's cleaned them on the inside. And he proved it by giving them the same Holy Spirit that we received. And they didn't have to have all the external things that were commanded by Moses that we as a nation have had to have to keep us separate. And now it's about doing right and living right, loving God and loving people. But in Crete, these of the circumcision were deceiving people. And they were teaching wrong. And they were causing things to, they were causing the church to misunderstand God. And so he says, verse 11, that brings us to those of the circumcision, verse 11 now, whose mouths, now listen, must be stopped. Now, Paul doesn't mean you've got to stop their mouth by persecution or by getting into a fight with them or persecuting them. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, Titus, You need to put elders in place and you need to teach them to teach others so that these guys of the circumcision, so their mouths will be stopped. And what he means is that they'll be silenced by reason. That you reason with people and you speak the truth in love and rebuke them and teach the truth because they are deceiving whole houses. Look, who subvert whole households? If if these guys are not silenced, people get the wrong idea about God, and they start laying these burdens upon people. Now, let me say this, and I'm saying in the love. This same kind of thing can happen, and it does happen in denominations as well in our day, and it may not be the Jewish thing where you're saying you got to be circumcised, you got to eat this and don't eat that, and it may not be that, but. People begin laying burdens upon people. If you really want to be right with God, you've got to do this, 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 and this. And they don't, they can, it it, it happens, that they don't necessarily teach exactly what the Bible says about it, but they have their own traditions that they bear upon people. You must do this, you can't do that, when the Bible doesn't say that. That's why I encourage you, find out what the Bible says on an issue. You need to know what the Bible says on an issue. Because if you don't know what it says, you can be deceived and understand wrong things. Because they're going to subvert households and people are going to think wrong. And I'm going to tell you, it's hard to break people out of tradition. Tradition is good. My family, we have we, we make, Lisa and I decided to make good godly traditions in our family. We have good godly traditions that we hold. But these traditions, we do not teach these traditions to our children and grandchildren in ways to, you have to be right with God if you don't do this, 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 this. It's good. Traditions are good. But never let a tradition become more important than the Word of God. And never twist the Word of God to support a tradition. Amen. Amen? So they teach things which they ought not. They shouldn't be teaching these things. Why are they doing it? For the sake of dishonest gain. And that gain can be monetarily, or that gain can also be prestige, or, you know, they want to gain favor among the people. We're... Okay. We're the only right ones. Yeah. We're the only ones here at church without god, a church without walls. You know what we seek to do? No. Church without walls, we seek. at church without walls, we seek to be totally biblical. Okay? We we seek to be if the Bible says that we want to stand on it, if the Bible doesn't say it, we don't want to hold to it and we don't want to teach it. Okay? But that doesn't mean that nobody else is out there, right? And when a church or denomination gets in that place where they, they begin thinking, well, we're the only real ones. We're the only right ones. And except you become like us, you are wrong. That is wrong. Okay? Because what people end up doing is just, they teach things that they've heard all their life. Now, it may be right. It may be right. It may be biblical. I'm not saying, you know, you might be thinking about things i'm not saying it's not right i'm saying is it right and is it comparative to the holy Scripture? just like this you know we we love our hebrew heritage we love the jewish lineage that that we have in our families right however we can we can easily we're, we're around people that so much love the jewishness of their faith that they can leave the truth of God and start thinking, well, somebody's not saved if, if they don't eat the right things. This kind of stuff still happens today. There are still Christian groups that are followers of Jesus that still teach people, now you've got to be circumcised and keep all the law. It still happens. And we're Messianics, <laughs> but we're like, no, you don't. You know, you know, we do. We. Our family, we do Shabbat on Friday nights. We 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 have Passover. We do we celebrate Passover because we love to teach Passover to the people. We do we have tabernacles, okay? But we don't do those things in the way. And I do not teach those things. And our leaders of Church Without Walls, we Amen. never teach those things that if you don't do these things, you're not right with God. Let me tell you what makes you right with God. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And your trust Amen. in His. Death, burial, and resurrection, and you following Him, plus nothing—that's what makes you right with God. Amen. Amen. We also basically, eat
0: biblically clean. Yeah, we but do. Not because of comp- comp- what's the word? Composed. Comp-
1: right. Yeah. So what Lisa was saying. So Lisa and I, and anybody that knows us close, we don't eat pork. I grew up eating pork. We raised hogs all our life. For Lisa and I, we we're like, okay. The Bible says not to eat pork. We don't eat pork. But then, but we tell, but everybody around us does, and we're like, this has nothing to do with salvation. No,
0: nothing. Like the Not a- <laughs> The manufacturer knew what we would run best on, and so he made some guidelines.
1: Right? Yeah, and so, and and in, and so in health wise, we make choices. Okay, we make choices, but it has nothing to do. And here's here's what I'm trying to say: if someone, or if I hear someone teaching such things, because I have. Then I rebuke them sharply. I do, and I have, and I'm like, no, 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 do not go down that road. That has nothing to do with people being saved or not saved. Anyway, let's move on. Listen, teaching things which they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. Verse twelve. One of them, a prophet of their own, said, "Cretians are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons, gluttons. What's that word mean? You ever hear that preached on in church?" Now, we just read in here that, look, you can't be given to wine. Did you know that you're not supposed to be given to food either? Did you know that? Did you know Gluttony, I don't know that anybody ever preaches on gluttony. I don't. I don't you have. All right, Brother Charles has preached on gluttony. But, you know, gluttony, overeating, being given to food is a bad thing. And it's, it's all in the church of Jesus Christ these days. One of them, a prophet of their own, says, cretians are liars. So I've already shared with you, to be a Christian means to be a liar. That was a, a term of their day. And their own prophet said it. And here's what Apostle Paul is trying to say. These guys are messed up, and you need to appoint elders that can straighten them out. Verse 13, This testimony is true. Their prophet is true. He's not saying their prophet is a real prophet of God in everything that that guy prophesied. What he's saying is that prophet, and I can't remember his name. It's something, Amendes or something like that. I can't remember his name. But he's not saying he's a prophet of God, but he's saying when he said this about the Christians, he was right. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply. What? Rebuke them sharply. It means reprimand. It means strongly warn, restrain. Amen? Against the teaching that they are teaching and against their gluttonous behavior. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Now look at verse 14. Not giving heed to Jewish fables. And commandments of men. You need to pay attention to the commandments of God. And let me say it this way. Jesus, the son of God, he says this, if it were not so, I would have told you. You know who you really need to listen to? Jesus, Yeshua. You need to, because he came to explain God to us, to show us the way of God perfectly. And so if you want to be right with God, all you need to do is listen to Jesus. But people that tell you don't listen to Jesus, don't listen to them. You listen to Jesus. And Jesus will tell you all about the things of God that you need to know. But Jewish fables, commandments of men who turn from the truth to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him. Being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. In works, in other words, they speak a good, they talk a good talk. Okay? They confess, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Now let me ask you, do you think that could be applied in our day? Oh boy. They confess that they know God. They say they know the Lord. They say they know Jesus. But in their life, their life is totally a denial of Jesus. And in the day we're living, grace is taught in such a way that that's okay. Let me tell you, that's not the grace that is taught in the Bible. Can I get an amen to that? That's not the grace that's taught in the Bible. The grace... Which is unmerited favor, the grace that saves us from absolutely everything, also empowers us. And if it's not, a, if the the grace that saves is a grace that empowers, and the grace that empowers us to be able to change, to live our life differently, and we begin this journey, in Jesus' name, they profess that they know God in works, they deny Him, being every good work abominable. Abominable. So, again, one and this is why we do Daybreak. For you guys that tune in to Daybreak, thank you, thank you for being here, because you want to know more about God. That's why you're going through a book, verse by verse by verse. Do you know that you will, if if you just go through the New Testament reading it, you will get so much more of God into your life, Mm -hmm. and it'll help you in so many ways. Well, if you got questions or comments, I'll try my best to answer them. Hasn't seen questions in a long time, but uh, we would love to, to interact with questions if we ever have them. And uh, or if you if I taught something and you didn't understand, then say to me, Brother Scott, concerning this, what exactly were you talking about? Give me another way so I can understand what it is you're saying there because I want you to understand, okay and i want you to know and i want you to cling to jesus cling to jesus with everything that you have cling to him and listen to his teachings and listen to the apostles teachings about jesus as well because they all say the same thing that if you, in him you are free and you're free to live godly and you're empowered to live godly and this thing called christianity isn't just a mouth service
0: amen
1: it's a, it's it's a a devotion to the Messiah, the King of Israel, who made a way that whosoever will, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it won't matter anymore where you worship, on this hill, like he told the Samaritan woman, What God is looking for is those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. Thinking about preaching on a subject this weekend, how deep, how deep is your salvation experience? How born again are you? I don't know. It's something that I started thinking about yesterday. But I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Oh, I almost just got off without saying the Lord's Prayer. It's our tradition to say the Lord's Prayer. And may I say to you, you can expand this Lord's Prayer throughout your day. And you can just say, Lord, your Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then you can just expand that. Lord, may your name be holy in Iran. May your name be holy in China. May your name be holy in Hong Kong. You know, we can expand. The Lord's Prayer is such a beautiful prayer that it's both a template. It's a prayer and it's a template to be able to pray for the world. So let's say it together. forever. Forever. Amen. Amen.
0: God is good.
1: See you tomorrow.